0: DJ Joey. <laughs> what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, what you know. Are you Ooh, are you? Yes.
1: Do you have a, a strict rule about after
0: Thanksgiving, it sounds like? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I told I Oz two, but this year <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's allowed, but I still told Oz. I was like, no, you got to wait till after Thanksgiving. And I don't need more than a month of Christmas. So no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the Grinch this year. Well, hey, I, I wanted to call you because um, I had to admit something that I made a mistake when we recorded our podcast. A factual mistake that you were right about, and I was wrong because when I tried to do my homework, I made a mistake, and so (laughs) "Justify My Love" did go to number one. What did? "Justify My Love." I knew that it was the first number one of the (laughs) nineties. Yeah, so it was released um, in like November Uh seventeenth, in nineteen ninety, which was which. Literally was like thirty years ago, almost uh-huh. to the day. Um, uh-huh. But uh, it debuted at forty six, but it went to number one six weeks later, um, and stayed number one for two weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I said, I.
1: Whatever was the first number one in January of 1990, but whatever, I don't know why they. I, remember, I just remember, you know, like funny little things stick in your head, and I remember them saying that. Although now that we're 30 years later, I would think that whatever was number one in '90 would be the one to take that record. But
0: yeah, and I, I guess when I'm in the moment, in this historical moment, I live in the moment. Like I, I never paid attention to the charts as you know, like 11 and 12 year old child in 1990
1: I, so i did i used to listen to that radio show what was it, it was the same guy that did um
0: the new year's eve until he died was it dick park oh dick Clark, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i used to listen to that every week or are you um, thinking of casey Kasem?
1: oh maybe that was it
0: yeah see i do get to still correct you on some things yes you'd hopefully oh, he's <laughs> more than than
1: something. Those <laughs> I've smoked. I've
0: smoked too much weed in my life. To be all the time. And <laughs> apparently, I haven't smoked enough. So, um, yeah, I wanted to call you and tell you that. And also, you know, Madonna posted something on her Instagram and her Facebook feed about the Immaculate collection. Um, yeah. she posted like an old commercial and and said, "What'd she say? Be careful what you wish for." Yep. Yeah. Um, haven't seen anything yet. But uh, hopefully, looking forward to something. I'm I'm assuming it's just going to be you know like "Justify My Love" and "Rescue Me" on streaming, possibly like the the remixes. I would love that, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't feel like that takes too much effort. So I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. If that's what it's going to
0: be. Who knows? I don't know. I've I've learned to just not get my hopes up. Yeah, and just you know, I've. I've agreed, you know, just to not exceed my expectations, just just go with what she puts out, enjoy what she puts out, and if she doesn't put anything out, I still have all of her previous work to look back and enjoy myself.
1: That's a great way to look at it, Wayne. it yeah. also actually very fun to kind of dream right and like of fantasize about what it could be mm-hmm. and i read on one of the facebook groups like what if
0: they
1: <laughs> you know that they mixed and mastered a, like things that never got that ma- never made it to the immaculate collection final cut because of linked or whatever like you know like put, you know,
0: put more things in cue sound
1: yeah yeah i don't know
0: and I was reading. Like
1: they just re-released it as a larger, yeah, um, collection, like a like a like this an expanded collection, as yeah. It always was, and part B, as here are the other greatest hits during that time that didn't make the cut that have also gotten the two sound treatment, or you know, like the like she could do the um the audio version of Vogue from MTV nineteen ninety with all the fans, yeah.
0: That would be fun. That would be. That would be awesome. Well, hey, um, it was great catching up with you. Yeah,
1: let's let's get up soon. I have a whole box of CDs that my husband is dying for me to get out of the house. So I want to go. Like I don't know, maybe we should hit up like two or three places.
0: Yeah, let's let's um let's get together, so to speak. Um, get <laughs> And then let me take a look through it. All
1: right. Sounds good. All right. See you soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Welcome to the Madonna Get Together Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and we are on another episode talking about Greatest Hits Collection, and we have DJ Joey back! I'm back! Yay! Thank thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. I am. We had such a great conversation. I think we originally intended to talk about all the Greatest Hits Collection... In one episode. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, So today, uh, because we spent all of our time talking about Immaculate Collection, Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about something to remember. I'm ready. Um, Listening to some of the other podcasts, uh, in particular the uh, Immaculate podcast, they kind of gave me some insight to what this era was all about. Mm -hmm. And after I heard them talk about it, I was like... That's kind of... I can see that. That yeah. That is
1: true. Um, well, you lived through it, because by then you were a mega fan. Oh, Did yeah. you not feel like it was obvious? I felt it was very obvious. And by then, we knew that she had been cast as Evita. We hadn't seen the film, but we knew that um, she had been cast as Ava Perone, and we knew about the whole story of writing the letter to the, to the director... Yep um, and vying for the role and all those things. So we knew that that was being worked on. Uh, we also knew that she was trying really hard to kind of change her image.
0: Yes. So that's kind of what, when you're in the moment, Mm -hmm. I don't really think about those things. So when I'm in the moment, I'm kind of like, oh, she's kind of, changing her ways so to speak Mm -hmm. you know like when bedtime stories came out it was such a a, such more of a um a laid-back approach versus the hyped up version of like like a prayer Mm -hmm. one ambition truth or dare erotica and the Mm -hmm. sex book and it it just she had so much backfire because of like erotica the sex book and body of evidence Mm -hmm. that um when bedtime stories come out it was Kind of refreshing. So um this was what for me felt like more of an extension of that. But before that, when she was starting to I guess was going to start promoting Bedtime stories she mm-hmm. went on David Letterman and did the whole fuck 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 episode. Right, right. right. Um hilarious. and she kind of didn't give a fuck and she did like the whole um human nature video mm-hmm. where she's like, I'm not apologizing for what happened during erotica um and, and everything and when this era came out the Something to Remember era came out it didn't dawn on me until recently when I was listening to that podcast that like oh this was I feel like this was somewhat of a ploy to clean up her image because she had gotten the role of Evita that like there was almost like um, a responsibility um, what's the word? A re- yeah like a responsibility yeah. Yeah. or kind of like Hey Madonna, if you want this role and you want people to buy that, clean up al- your shit, lady. Buy yeah. that album and and see that and and come see the movie. You're gonna need to do a lot of um, redemption for mm. it. And but hey, why don't we put out a new greatest hits of all your ballads so people kind of see how like sensitive you are and how vulnerable you are, mm. and. Maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe it was just a natural progression. But, you know, she is in the business. It's, it's no. still work for her. No, it was definitely um, intentional. Yeah. Um, and
1: I think everything you just said is correct. I just see it in a different light. Um. And, and I'm sure we both read all the same articles and know all the same facts. But to me, human nature and the end of the bedtime story era was kind of like that video, I, I believe, was like the fourth and final single from the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like a bookend to that era and that, I mean, I don't know what age she was then, but it, it, to me, it felt like a very good, solid bookend because it was fucking an amazing video. We all know she loves that song. Madonna, if you're listening, stop performing Human Nature live. We don't (laughs) need to hear it anymore. Well, our candy shop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'll say this. I actually like. We're to, doing it. We're on like, topic. We are <laughs> off topic, but I will say that I liked *Human Nature* and *Madame X. I I liked the way she did it. I liked the whole like projection of the screen where they where she got like flipped and she uh-huh. like kind of did this kind of the um, circle thing, yeah. the circle thing. Like I loved that. I liked *MDNA* with the mirrors. See, I didn't like *MDNA* version. Of See, but I love the mean... *MDNA* version of *Candy Shop* because it was the okay. erotic. It was the erotic candy shop. I thought that was confessions, girl. No, <laughs> <laughs> or she did. You threw me on confessions, right? Right. But in M D N A, oh, gotcha, did, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She gotcha. did the yes. erotic candy yes. shop, yes. where it was just like a more like loungy version. Eh, of, it was okay. I love that version. It was okay. And then when she did the regular album version of Rebel Heart, I was like, I, I don't need to see the song anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're over at Madonna. We, we there's, uh, Rescue me. Did you hear episode one? Rescue me is good. I could use physical attraction. It's one of oh my, my favorites. Oh, my gosh. Um, but back to, back to the topic to in hand. So I really felt like there was a bookend. There was a closing of a chapter for me, and it felt very obvious to me. And I almost remember thinking that. Like, human nature was so big, and that video was so great, and... I, I don't know. It just felt natural. And then we had a little bit of a pause. And then there was press that she had been cast in the movie. And then we get this um, this compilation called Something to Remember, which is all ballads. It's all... What I I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember her saying... It's either in the liner notes or somewhere that it was a love letter to her fans, in a way. Yes. Um. And what I take took from it um, is about she's she's such an artist and she was so musically inclined i mean the lady plays instruments and she writes her own songs and i don't think that she gets enough credit for how musically involved she is in the process Mm -hmm. and every producer that she's worked with every writer always gives her credit for being such a pro and so hands-on in the studio and i think that this was an opportunity for her so yes, maybe maybe start to soften up her image, but she's also I mean, I don't know how old she was and what is this She's like 37 30 Yeah, I mean, ish. yeah, I mean 37 38. Yeah, I, yeah, it's about that time, right? hang up the leather girl like we got to talk about some ballads. But it was also a time to revisit like listen, hey, I'm a serious songwriter. I I'm very proud of the music that I have written and things that I have put out there that here is a a compilation without all the fanfare of the videos and, you know, the outfits and all that. And just listen. And we got a chance to, um, which is important now in 2020, Mm -hmm. that there's some tracks that aren't available other places like the League of Their Own soundtrack, so if you didn't have the single in 1992 two. and you didn't have the maxi CD of I'll Remember from the With Honors thing, mm-hmm. in 2020, still to this day, th- that's the only place that you can listen to those two tracks, I believe. if they're Maybe they're on Celebration. But... No, they're not on Celebration, and you are correct. So it was, it was a place for her to kind of include that in a body of work of her most heartfelt places and yes it was an attempt to soften her image she was um you know gracefully growing older and i remember just thinking that that this was the first time we see like glamour madonna and i love glamour madonna yeah
0: i mean i think versace madonna she definitely had some glamour prior but i think this was more of like i don't i don't need the showy like i don't need to to sparkle even though she would yeah. And this was really to show like, I can sparkle without all the kind of like attention and and sex things and and mm-hmm. um, just all of that, um, all of that kind of like extra stuff. This is where she didn't have to be extra. Right. She, it was just it was like a glamour, but it was more like a poised, sophisticated, glamour. very sophisticated. Thoughtful. Like if you look at the the You'll See video, mm-hmm. she's. Her hair's she's got like this kind of strawberry blonde yep. hair. It's like reddish. And, Love it. And she is just like, um, and if you haven't seen the video, it's actually sequel to Take mm-hmm. a Bow. Yep. So it's got the the um, the bullfighter in mm-hmm. there. And it was kind of like, I'm kind of like okay about it, but it also at the same time, just kind of like it's, it's silly in some ways. Okay, silly in some ways. silly in some ways, like, the whole leaf, like, flipping the leaf at the end. (laughs) I just thought it was, like, I know it's symbolic, but it's, like, a little bit too on the nose, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I, I mean, I love it. I, at the time, like, I was obsessed. And the first, actually, the first um, thing that we got to see of her doing anything like that was... um, and again, I think we talked about this in the Immaculate Collection episode. Is that yeah. she doesn't do any press for her That's greatest hits? Right. Yeah. Um, she besides she's, magazine interviews, but she's, a... she tried to. So during the 1995 Video Music Awards, oh, are we going there? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. She won. She won video for best female artist, I believe, for Take okay. a Bow. Yep. Um. And after the awards, you know, like they kind of interview the people, and it was with mm-hmm. Kurt Loader. And she starts talking about Fucking Immaculate Collection. Too. She's yeah. like, something to you know what to. And no, she's all talking sudden, about something to remember. She's talking about something to remember. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you see this Compact. thing fall in front of her face. Yeah. And she's like, what What the fuck was that? And she kind of look, looks back. <laughs> Courtney Love is throwing compacts up. Yeah. And everything she, out of her purse. She could have hit Madonna in the head. She's emptying... Because in
1: the next frame, you see, I rewatched it today because I mm-hmm. knew we were going to talk about this today. And I didn't want to disappoint you, so I wanted to be well-versed. But I remember being so, like, what a piece of shit. And I actually... Like, I'm okay with Courtney Love. Like, I don't know. Like, I like Toll. Like, I went through my grunge phase like I mean, she's else. got her shit, but... Yeah, um, it's okay. But she's not Madonna. Um, Never. And, like... I don't know. I feel bad even talking about that interview because, like, uh, it's not worth it. She was... um, Madonna even says, Courtney Love needs attention or something. Like, what did she say? Courtney Love is in dire dire need need of of attention attention right right now. now. Yeah. (laughs) And she's throwing literally everything in her purse up on the balcony to try to get everyone's
0: attention. And she basically like pushes herself into the interview we never hear right. anything about the
1: album Kurt that was Lutter, it
0: Kurt Loder is like hey should we invite her up and Madonna's like do we have please to please don't please <laughs> don't <laughs> and of course like she comes up and Madonna is such uh, a good sport though like Madonna ish she is a good sport ish there's she, a lot of she, side eye oh she she gets her digs in yeah Um, but at the same time Madonna's you know she knows that she has to keep this poised attitude she's got this live TV role coming out it's live TV Yeah. Let me just be a good sport and be like, okay, come on up, let's let's see what we can talk about before I like try to ditch out of here. I try to talk about my greatest hits album, but okay, but let's do this. Well, because it
1: couldn't be edited. Do you remember in those days yeah. that they used to do the VMAs? What was a big deal about the VMAs is they
0: were via satellite. Do you remember that? It was such a big deal back then. Well, There was always like a, a slight delay, and I forget... I forget who they were talking about. They didn't they never showed that full interview during the, or maybe they did do it during the time, they but did. maybe um um it's edited afterwards because they always showed like a shortened version of it, but I remember I forget who they were interviewing at the time. It was it was either Red Hot Chili Peppers or or um some other group where they're like yeah, we interviewed er- Madonna earlier tonight. Let's go take a look and they're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I thought you were interviewing us. <laughs> like, no, Madonna's more important. We need to show this uh. because it made great live TV. And what I, I always Madonna got her digs in when Courtney Love was um, using the analogy that me, being in the music business is like working in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And um and saying like, you know, it's great it's money. not out for me. You know, and and Madonna's like, yeah, and a lot of available drugs, <laughs> just like you would find in <laughs> yeah, a hospital. Yeah, she's clearly <laughs> Cause Courtney Love. Up. Courtney Love is clearly high at the time, drunk, strong, high. All I don't the know above. what she had been doing, yeah, but messy. Uh, although, according in um, Christopher Chaconi's book, uh-huh. he did coke with Courtney Love and, that night. Um, Donatella Versace, no, just another time, but mm. it's it's just. This was also after the point that Courtney Love was supposed to be cleaned up, but they still did coke together or something. Probably not know. important to this, but I just thought it was worth mentioning because I just was... Listen- really I'm going to sidestep listen- for a minute. I know you're not a big Tori
1: Most fan, but I am. Like, Tori and Madonna are like my number my number ones, but um, Tori wrote a song in 96 about mm-hmm. Courtney Love called Professional Widow, and she references her as a star fucker. Oh. Yeah. So, it's all about Courtney Love allegedly. But um yeah, when I was watching that YouTube clip today, it just that that struck me um because regardless of whether or not you're a Madonna fan, or not, she's just fucking obnoxious in that in that clip and it could have been anybody s- any, and yeah. it would
0: have made great live TV, but the fact that it was Madonna just made it even better because uh, of course if you're a Madonna fan, like that's that's what kind of I you're grinning from ear to ear watching this. Because I was cringing. It's like, it's I cring- was cringing. cringing, but it's also well. Maybe I was cringing when I originally saw it, but now I'm just like I think it's you know so what funny, happens, so. especially when Madonna was like, because again, Courtney Love was talking about music business being like being in the hospital. And Madonna's like, I think you should get out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's so, so like, great. Madonna's like so witty. The she's reads. Like, she's like on
1: it. Yeah, I think you should get out of the hospital. You're right. That's what she says. But I think that um, what we aren't talking about is what she's wearing and how she she looks. And oh my God, she's beautiful. But even though she's got the fuck me hair on, a little bit the hair piece, but she's got like that, that silk top Mm -hmm. on and she just looks like she's not showing very much skin. And I think we're talking about um, whether or not it is intentional, she is shedding... A layer of
0: skin. She is shedding that by covering up her skin at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, we're getting deep. I love it. Um, but yeah, she is. She's inviting
1: a new persona. Uh, she's reinventing herself, and and maybe not on purpose, or maybe it was. I don't. I don't know. But um, I remember watching it, thinking like, "Where's sexy Madonna? Like instead we get like next to Courtney Love. Courtney Love is this like messy." frizzy haired rock and roll drunk chick who doesn't give a fuck and
0: just who you think madonna exactly, is. exactly.
1: Yeah. and at the time what you get what we really see for the first time i like think about that that 2012 interview about lady gaga with the t and oh, i yeah, find yeah, it reductive it right like that's the first kind of glimpse we get of that personality that we really hadn't seen much of before Where she doesn't have to fight and she just kind of sits there and she's sophisticated and fucking stunning
0: and witty and yeah. I love it. And I just that to me was quintessential Madonna. You got a little bit of kind of like the old Madonna but it's almost like She kept her composure, but she still got her digs in. Mm -hmm. So, like, she still got to be that Madonna that we know that was kind of, like, icy in in some ways. But we also got to see her just, like, she was just so beautiful. She didn't have, like, a ton of makeup on. No, simple. She she looked really incredible. And she kind of just, like, okay, I have to go now. Besides the Um, hair, like, back to the... I love that. I I wish I saw more of that hair
1: during that era. Why? I wonder why. What happened that night where they decided, like, hey, let's throw, like... Four hairpiece, other weird wig on yeah. with
0: the the um, the Rachel cut mm-hmm. from Friends, because that's that's kind of what she started using as the promotion for. Um, in the Versace ads, and but the Versace in the VMAs, ads. it's long. It's long. Yeah, it is long. Like it's it's a hair. It's clearly a hairpiece, yeah. but it looks incredible. Yeah. And um, but the first music that we get to hear from something you remember is mm-hmm. a Marvin Gaye cover called "I Want You." It's a collaboration with Massive Attack. Massive Attack. Yes. yes. Which was already featured on their album first. Inner City Blues, which yes. is a Marvin Gaye cover album. Tribute. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Madonna made a video for mm-hmm. it, which is really... It's really kind of like this... Artsy and... Artsy, art nouveau. Like, yeah, it, it was like, hey, I'm waiting for my lover to call me, and mm-hmm. you're going to see my eyelash float in a glass of water, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. It yeah. just looked great in it. And I remember before I knew before I heard the song, I had read about it like in Rolling Stone or something that she's doing a cover of Marvin Gaye, which I was excited about because you hear you've heard her do Motown before, like in um, uh, in the Who's That Girl tour when she did Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, Mm -hmm. the the mashup between that and Like a Virgin. Mm -hmm. And then you heard her do Just My Imagination. Uh, With Rain. Yeah, and Rain Uh. for the girly show. And I remember thinking like, oh great, Madonna's doing Motown. But when the song came out, it was just like so different and Mm. so interesting. It was almost like an extension of what she was trying to do with Sanctuary and Bedtime Story. It was like very like electronic sounding and... Just, like, bass, bassy and just kind of, like, elements of different types of mm. chimes and sounds and kind of what she would go into when she goes into to Ray of Light. But I thought it was, like, a really interesting um, way of doing the song. Right.
1: Well, as much as I love erotica and bedtime stories, because I do, erotica has gone down and being probably my favorite era. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick an era, and this is, I think, one of our arguments
0: one night around a fire somewhere, <laughs> drunk
1: <laughs> How is Like a Prayer not your favorite era?
0: <laughs> is that the same night? Wait, do you know what? Do you guys want to know why I say this? Because I have a tattoo. Because he has a fucking tattoo yep, yep. of the Like a Prayer crown Correct. on his bicep. Like, but it's not my favorite era. Then why would you get that tattoo? Because I love Madonna. I still love it. Doesn't mean but I But why don't wouldn't love you it. get a tattoo of your
1: favorite era? Because
0: it's symbolic.
1: I don't know. She's the queen, and it's the crown, and it's on my bicep where people are supposed to be strong. So, anyway, mm-hmm. um, as much yeah. as I love erotica and bedtime stories because i love them individually especially erotica i kind of feel like this era before evita and before all that we really get to see like we've already mentioned that kind of sophisticated polished madonna but it's also where she starts to introduce like these these pieces of work where they're not framed to be commercially successful the I want you video is not framed to be commercially successful not at all it's a piece of work and she's trying to convey something she's trying to express herself in a different way in the express yourself video and even justify my love a little bit she's still trying maybe not trying but she is following a pattern of commercial success and after what she went through in the early 90s with all the shame about sex and um, you know, we talked about the Nightline interview and in the book and the erotica album, which I think is so funny when people refer to that as a flop because it's not. No. Not not commercially anyway. Not we, not when you look at sales. Um, but I think what we start to see is this this side of Madonna where she's putting out this kind of unapologetic art, and it doesn't need to be commercial commercially liked. And that I don't know. I mean, and isn't that the opener to the album? It is, I Want right? You. Is yeah, that, and then it's, it's also
0: the closer because they use the orchestral, orchestral version. Orchestral? Yeah, Orchestral version. But if
1: this album was put out, you know, five years earlier, I Want You would not have been the opener. It would have oh, been no way. Take a Bow or Live to Tell or yeah. Crazy for You, like Hit em Hard. But instead, she wants you to know, like, right away, like, A, this album is DTF, and B, like, yeah it's art. If you haven't listened to that album in the dark and in the mood, like whatever that means to you, like A whether
0: drive you... like yeah. early fall late summer or even early spring like if the windows open you just drive down the highway yeah. and just listen to that song, you're just kind of like you can get entranced.
1: Yeah, but I think that's what she in, she intended. She wanted her fans, her listeners, she wanted it to be known that that she isn't just this sexual being. She isn't just this envelope pusher. She isn't just this pop icon. She is a serious musician. And she can really write the fuck out of a song. And ironically, which I know you know that she loves the word ironic, but um, (laughs) that she opens up with a cover when she's trying to showcase her like serious work. Yeah. It's funny. Um, You're talking about press. What I vividly remember during that time, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or Spin, or she did an uh, um, uh, interview about about this, and they asked her because um, she was talking about like um, you know her work and her musicianship and her songwriting skills being taken seriously. What was her favorite thing that she's ever written? And her answer was "Live to Tell," and that was. Um, I don't know if I would say surprising to me as much as I've just always remembered that every time I hear that song. Like, oh, you always wonder like what an artist's favorite song of their own is. And at least in 1995 to date, her favorite song that she's ever written or made was Live to Tell, which I hope is the name of the biopic.
0: Oh my God. It 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 should be. It's it's like, oh, that's... If she doesn't call it Live to Tell... She's losing out on a opportunity. opportunity right. I mean, she's already losing out on a loss. opportunity. But is it too cliche? No. I think it's perfect because, to me, this new movie that she's doing should not be just about her fans. It should be about reaching out to people that either are casual fans or don't know much about her. And in this day and age... Like her, her fans are her fans. They're they're always gonna know everything she does about her. Right. But she really needs to reach out to. I think mm-hmm. she's done a lot of work where, um, regardless if she's tried to work with other current artists, I don't think she's really reached the broader base of everyone else that's that's out there and mm-hmm. listening to music. And that's not um, that's not any disrespect to her. I think it's more of like you need to kind of find a common ground with people and i think calling it live to tell and letting people realize that like hey that's a song i had and it's a really important song and it's Uh. uh, at some point in time a song that she found valuable to have or or a song that she said that means a lot to her and is her favorite song that she's written i think it's perfect for the name of the movie or well, I wonder if she Netflix was... series, which you should really do. <laughs> that's a whole different topic. That's a whole other topic. I wonder topic. if she, she was asked that obvious. same
1: question because it, in, in 95, she would have only been 12 years into her very long career. Mm-hmm. And for her to say at that point that it was you know her favorite song that she's ever written or her favorite song, period, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to paraphrase because I don't remember. Um, but I know the artwork had some of this Versace stuff in it. So it might have been Rolling Stone because you mentioned that a minute ago.
0: Yeah. Well... I think the article you were talking about was the Spin article. I do remember the her being on the cover mm-hmm. of Spin and it's this cover of her sitting on the floor with her kind of like arms holding her up yeah. and she's looking down. She's got, she's got the Rachel haircut yep. and she's wearing like this <laughs> green top or something uh-huh. like that. And yeah, No, it's green. Looks, Definitely green. She looks incredible. Amazing. It's kind of like a whole spread there and I think I tried to make a CD of something and I cut out the magazine, which I shouldn't have, but I did. Um, but there were remixes commissioned for I Want You, and there was uh-huh. no official single because there was, there was kind of, dis- not necessarily a dispute, but there was like a, a contract with Marvin Gaye's Estate or something like I that. I know that. That didn't allow them to release it as a single, so that's why they moved on to You'll See. Okay. Um, and then You'll See never really had any, real, You'll See did not have any dance mixes. The only thing they had was no. a Spanish version or a Spanish not, version. Right, or something like that. Veres. Uh-huh. Um... And there was a Spanish version and a Spanglish version released released for it and an instrumental version. And I love the instrumental version because at the end of it, it has like this little guitar strumming that is not on Mm -hmm. the, it's on the album version, but it kind of fades out. But on the instrumental version, it kind of just like has a a cold ending where you just hear the guitar finish what it was needed to do. So fun fact, I don't
1: know if you know this or not, I love telling you things that you don't know. But um, remember today we were talking about Florida and how my husband and I are going down there to visit some friends, blah, 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 blah. Um, but in those years, Madonna lived or had one residence yeah, on Star in, Island. In Miami? In Miami, right. Where a lot of the sex book, I believe, was mm-hmm. photographed. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, um, do you know who her neighbor was? Gloria Stefan. Gloria Stefan. I'm only guessing that because we're she. We're talking about Varus. Right, because she recorded it at their studio, at their home studio, on Star Island, yeah, that's in awesome. Gloria Stefana
1: Emilio Estefan's home. Oh, so literally yeah. next door. She, I don't know if it's next door, but it's on the island. If you've ever been to Star Island, it's kind of like in a circle. It's like it's like a cul-de-sac of rich people. Um, but I'm sure she literally walked to Gloria's house to record.
0: She's like, hey, girl. That. Yeah,
1: help but, me out with some Spanish,
0: girl. But they ha- they they actually have vo- video footage of it mm-hmm. because she filmed something for either Nightline or ABC 2020 or something like that. And I remember seeing that footage and I remember at the end, she says, okay? <laughs> and then um, they cut back to Diane Sawyer in the studio and she goes, okay. Because it was just like an interview that she did just for. It like was awkward. It right, was really right. awkward. It was really weird. But um, when they tried to, they tried to put a video together for the, the Spanglish version, or maybe it was... A, it was actually
1: called Spanish Spanglish, version. which I think in 2020 see, is a little it. bit
0: offensive, right? Can you say Spanglish? Can you? I don't know. That seems... I don't know. Not right. Well, I think Spanglish... I mean, is I Spanglish would say it. I don't care, it's but... It's a mix between... Yeah, I guess. Don't say you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mix between just Spanish and English. I mean, maybe, maybe it could be offensive. Maybe it couldn't.
1: Um, so, singles.
0: Singles... So she had I Want You, which uh-huh. tec- technically arguably. was not a single, but right. I think arguably is a single. Right, And in, and a, in a TV, I right. love the remixes of them. And if you can get a hold of them, you can find them. They're out on YouTube. They're out in the, the stratosphere of the internet. Well, rumor has it,
1: because there is a very, as a DJ, I'm speaking to my DJ people out there, there's a junior Vasquez mix that's very Exactly. There's it's it's extended, it's long, it's very um, I don't want to use the word housey because it's not housey at all. It's very, you know, for for that for that year, it's very techno. Um in that age. It's long, it's drawn out, it's a club banger, it's hot. But it was never released because they had a big feud Ooh. in those in those yes. years.
0: So I think there's there's two parts to it. There's kind of like Not necessarily a feud, but like more of a hey, no, we're trying to promote this inner city blues album for Mm -hmm. the Marvin Gaye covers album. So we don't want you putting out a single for something that's promoting your own album. So we're not going to let you do that. Ooh, I never thought about that angle. There's also kind of Junior Vasquez, was it 95 or 96 where he put out If Madonna Calls? If Madonna Calls, I'm Not Here. Ooh, girl. Yeah um that was to it was exam, it's 95 or 96 yeah for sure i think the original release i think had madonna's vocals on it and they retracted it it's an answering machine and then recording. they re-recorded it with somebody else doing the vocals but madonna was not happy at all which i don't understand and because she, she like she broke ties with them yeah yeah, it's done. It's like, done. Here we are, all these years later. It's once you're, done. Once Leos are done with people, yeah, they're done. Yeah, and my partner's a Leo, so I have to. <laughs> I, I I can't Be relate to that as a Sagittarius <laughs> and an Italian. I'm
1: very nostalgic, and and you know, you tug at my heartstrings. I would have I would have brought you back, but um, they did such amazing things together, and he even has been on record trying to. Um, Fix that relationship, girl. It's done. Yeah. Well, I believe what I was trying, what I was getting at, is I believe that I want you um, was something that he wasn't commissioned to do, and my facts could be really wrong, and I'm sure your listeners will correct us, but that he wasn't commissioned or paid to do, but he did pro bono in hopes of um, repairing the relationship. I think I read that.
0: Somewhere. Well, it didn't work because the <laughs> single was never released. Yep. They were all like leaked online somewhere, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then she went on to release You'll See, which um, you know, we'll talk about. Oh, what I would do want to talk about is there was two new tracks, You'll See mm-hmm. and One More Chance, mm-hmm. which she partnered with David Foster yes. to write and put out, uh-huh. and they're just very I don't know, very like Sad they're okay in songs. They're like, okay. W- what are your thoughts on that? Like, okay. There are people that love those songs, so I don't love do them. you have a
1: do you have a preference over one or the other? There's a disconnect in in both of them for me. I feel like they are Beautifully written. She sings them beautifully. The lyrics are great. It just it's disconnected for me and I don't, I don't think I knew that at the time that that um, You know the production the writing whatever was not her normal thing um, and they're, they're just okay. I like them. They're they're part of the history. They're part of the collection. When they come on the shuffle, I don't skip them. Um, I actually like One More Chance more than you'll see. Um, although I do like you'll
0: see as well. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're just kind of okay. Yeah. I mean, I like... I think I like I. Uh, uh, you'll See. Shocker. I think, hold on. <laughs> that you, I think <laughs> I like You'll See more than One More Chance. I... I remember listening, and I remember thinking I liked One More Chance because it was just so different from her, mm-hmm. from her, and it just felt a little bit more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where, and I kind of like the bridge, and it's just like a guitar. It's almost acoustic, sounds, right? right? It's, just, it's almost acoustic. and It's I, underproduced. And I love that. But you'll see just seems a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. Whereas like, well, to me, that's, that's Madonna. Madonna's dramatic, and... That's why I kind of, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably choose You'll See over One More Chance. Also, neither one of them ever performed live. Uh, wait. That's not true. Here we go. You'll See Uh was performed live on a few performances of Drowned World Tour. It replaced Gone. Okay. So, um, you can find these online. I think in Philadelphia in 2001, she performed um, Mm. You'll See instead of Gone. Um, and that was that's actually the first time where Madonna kind of changed her lineup of mm-hmm. songs that she did live and that was the first time she ever did that. Um but Hashtag justice for Ghost Town. We'll talk about that another day. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> People are like What? What What? What? Um I don't I don't I think you know I love you'll see, but it's not necessarily something I need to hear live. I mean, I kind of feel like the, we're looking at this, the the maxi CD Chance. right now, yeah. right? Like, um, and Wayne Wayne also has it had called. it had the album version, the instrumental, the Spanish version, uh-huh. and then the live to tell live from who's uh, that girl from who's, who's that girl? Which was such a choice. Like, why? That was such an odd I choice, right? I forgot
1: about that, and I just remembered that what stuck out in my, mind was that sp- in my head was that Spin article where she mentions that it was her favorite
0: song. So now I remember well, that, that she... Yeah, so maybe that's why she mentioned it in the I interview, mean, I they, don't know, but... They could have put just the album version, but I think to put a live version... was actually really more of a treat for the fans, because yeah, we finally got... Um, she had... Seldomly put a live track on a single. She did it with. Um, I'll remember. She put. Um, Why is it so hard? Eh. As a live track. Eh. Oh, that eh. is one of my favorite live tracks. Skip. That actually made me like the song more. Hearing Skip live. No. Well, <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> but hearing live to tell, I thought it was interesting. In but to revisit
1: the the Who's That Girl tour,
0: right? So that, at this point, it's '97. Really yes. The
1: tour is. 87 no 95 to 87 so we're a long time ahead and you skipped over blonde ambition which she's never released any video or audio from and to revisit one single track from the who's that girl tour to me was a deliberate choice because at this point again we've already talked about it she's trying to she's trying to soften herself she's Mm -hmm. trying for people to make uh, she's trying to make herself uh, be taken more seriously. And the vocals in that are actually really great if you yeah. listen.
0: I love the Who's That Girl tour. Although, well, every time I go back and listen to a tour, I'm like, I really love her vocals in that. And it's mm-hmm. an eight minute and 15 version.
1: 15 yeah, minutes. because you have the really dramatic boom, boom, right, that take too long. The vocals are actually better in Confessions when she's strung up on the mirrored cross. Yeah, she sounds fucking amazing.
0: You guys heard that. that gap of silence, right? <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll give that to you. Um, but then she released One More Chance, which was another random. kind of... the. Well, I thought it was an interesting choice for the cover art of You'll See to be just like of um, a flower. Is that a gardenia? Because I know that's her favorite flower, but... It's definitely not a hydrangea. It's definitely not a hydrangea, even though... I love hydrangeas. I too. And I know you love hydrangeas because yep. you have them planted in your backyard. But I love hydrangeas. I don't know. But the artwork's boring. The, the back of the is CD. It's a very interesting choice. And the back of the CD is just like kind of this cutout of what the album cover is. And we didn't talk about the album cover. Um, the The album artwork. Versace, right? For uh, Something to Remember is from the Versace mm-hmm. photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And when it was originally released it did not have a back cover the cd was flipped the other which way which i did tonight and it had a barcode on the cd itself which had the whole entire uh-huh. track list and Wayne's notes say wtf question mark question like, mark question why mark. would uh, i this is where i think this is where it kind of supports the the thing for like hey uh, we need to do something to clean up your image and we need to throw out our greatest hits of all your ballads. And this whole project is an afterthought. And, so and let's just hurry yeah. yeah. up and put this out really quickly. Do we quick? know, know that contractionally, did
1: she have to release something in this point? Like, this seems like it might have been the end of the Maverick kind of
0: thing. It wasn't. I think Maverick did not end until... Um, well, because after this, we don't have anything uh, until Ray of Light. Can, uh, that's true. But I think can, it's either American Life or Confessions that was her last Maverick Recording. Okay, but she she did have a contract with Warner Brothers that lasted through two thousand nine, which is what's what the greatest hits of Celebration was.
1: I mean, listen, I'll take it. I love this compilation. I love the soft Madonna. I love the artsy Madonna. I oh, love the great. singles we got. I love. Um, I love. I love it. I love it. I love it. I listen to it often while I'm cooking. That's how I listen to something to remember, even in this day. But it does seem a little thrown out.
0: But because I like to kind of. At that time, I liked to make my own artwork, so I cut out... <laughs> the, she did a whole spread in Vogue, or um, I forget which magazine. Maybe it was... Uh, I forget what magazine it was, but a friend gave it to me, and it had all of the um, the entire Versace photo shoot in there. And so I cut those out, and I recreated mm-hmm. what I thought. And I used, like, the Versace emblem is in the center s- circle, so when you... Looked at the CD, you'd see the Versace emblem in the middle, and I just used a bunch of different cutouts. I'll post them on Instagram. You should so mail those to see. her, so she ever decides to remaster. She doesn't read. give a shit. No, she doesn't. But <laughs> but um, with, they re-released it with a different back cover, an official back cover. That's the one I have, and
1: I'm sure. Yeah. Being like the number one Madonna fan in the world, um, I'm sure I bought it as soon as it came out. So I don't have the one that you're talking about. Which I don't, I don't know. I could have both of them. We don't know. Wayne Wayne has threatened to come to my house and go through my boxes of Madonna stuff because I may have two. I don't know. Um, but I, what I remember in my head is not what you're describing with no back. It's the where she's laying on her side and she's got the
0: Rachel, she's got her hair in yeah. her in her mouth and she's like uh, like Princess ish almost. Yeah, like the dress she's wearing and everything looks like beautiful. Uh, she looks incredible, soft, sophisticated, a tad and, bit older. So, listen, I can't believe we've been talking
1: about something to remember all this time. And to me, when I think about the singles and I think about the era, I think about Love Don't Live Here anymore. And you want to mention it last.
0: Uh, Because it was the last. Are you sure about that? Yes. Because. This is Um, what we do, you guys, when we're at parties. The positive. The reason why is because I'm like so intrigued. I had blinders on when I was like. This is between the the years of 89 through mm-hmm. i want to say like 2006 that's when i had the biggest blinders on where what years? i just focus i said 89 through 2006 <laughs> 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 and and We'll at that to later episodes <laughs> of why that is but i remember um just so much cuz i focused so much on it and i remember she was it was during the filming of evita when she made the video for Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. which is when we knew the single was coming out because she did the video to the Soul Power radio remix. Ah, Yes. And it was like this one shot and... um, Well, it was already remixed for the album. It was. Yes. So they did like this piano thing.
1: Yeah. So you have the original version on Like a Virgin in 1984, right? right, which is a cover in itself. It's a a cover. A lot of people don't know that. Rolls voice or... Rose Ro- Royce. I don't know. That's, we have we have to know our facts. I'm going to cut that out. Okay. So but it's a cover. It was a cover. It's a cover. So then she has a cover on an album in 1984, which wasn't a single. It's towards the end of the album, but a fan favorite at the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely a fan favorite. Never performed on tour. None of those things. Until, until, Rebel, or, Rebel until Rebel Heart. Until Rebel Heart. Heart right? And I fucking love that. It was great with Heartbreak City. I know. It was,
0: I will say, and I'll talk about this when I talk about the Rebel Heart tour, but can I come back for that night? I love her Heart. Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. But the thing is, is I got very, um, you know, you try to, you try to protect yourself from hearing what's going to be the track list for uh-huh. a, a, a tour. Yeah. And that was the one song I had no idea that it was going to be performed live. And when I heard it, I lost my shit. Like, mm. I, I was like, oh my God, this, but this is. It was, oh, like to hear yeah, her sing that. She's the put on that the top of that thing. Fucking DVD.
1: I know. I know. Because <sighs> because co- um, like,
0: no, copyright. So I don't know why. I it don't would. Know. I think. I, I I really think it had to do with like copyright. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I think. But it, back I think to topic.
1: Okay. So, sorry. On like a virgin in 1984. Whether you edit that out or not, I think you should include that. People need to know that you're enjoying yourself, Wayne. Um, He's drinking White Claws. I'm drinking Rosé. So, okay. Love Don't Live Here Anymore on Like a Virgin. We hear nothing until Something to Remember. So it's remixed for the album.
0: Um, I don't know what this purpose. purpose. Um, we don't know. Yeah, but we like, know. We know. It's dude. to make
1: it sound up to, more up to date and make it sound more cohesive with the rest of the album. But then, why
0: didn't they do that with the other songs like "Live to Tell"?
1: They stand alone, I guess. I don't know. I mean, when you think about it, what else from what else from like a Virgin's there? We didn't include "Shooby Doo.
0: <laughs> Our- well, because it's more of like an it's it's not a it's not necessarily a slow song, but it's not necessarily a fast song. It's more of like this. It has a slow part to it. It Has more of like a, a medium. I don't know. I love Should We Do. Me Should too.
1: I like I Should do We Do too. Should we do, do? Yeah. But um. Yeah. Who knows why it was remixed for this project? But it was. So the version that's on the album is not the same version as like a virgin. And then when it was released on single and there was a video,
0: it's a whole different version. Which Great. is the Soul Power version. Which is like, hey, we're in the mid nineties. yeah. So we need to make it sound like mid-90s. as R and B and Urban as possible. I love the song. I love all the versions.
1: Um, but the album version is perhaps my favorite. Not the like a virgin album version, the, the something, something to, to remember, remember album remix version. Remix yes.
0: Album version. Soul
1: Power is is um it's refreshing, it's like got a got a quirky take on it. Um, the video was Soul Power as well, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but then they they commissioned remixes for this, but they never That's used them. That's what we were talking about. So as a DJ
1: in my very early DJ years, when I first started belonging to record pools, um, I got this um, as a promo only. It was never released, and I hold on to it. So dearly because uh, back in those days it came to me in in cardboard casing, not even mm-hmm. in in a jewel case. So when you think about when you you often talk about cutting up things and making your own versions, yeah. this is the one thing I can remember ever remember cutting up, and I felt justified by it because it wasn't an official Madonna release. It was sent to me by the record company, um, and yeah, it's the hot hot mix hot house something like that,
0: and it's good. It's a good version. I just love that love. Mm-hmm. don't move yeah i don't good. i don't know which one i think that's the hot mix radio edit but there's like the early morning remix version but i just remember um they released this around the time and it may have i don't i don't want to get my dates mixed up but this is when people knew she was pregnant so one of the they had two different dubs. One was called "It's a Girl" dub, and one "It's a Boy" dub because we hmm. didn't know what she was having at the time. Hmm. Um, so I, I thought, thought that, that was Avita. Well, this was during Avita time, so it was it's close. But I don't it was think it's close. A vita time. But when they no, she was filming Avita when the video came out because she filmed the vita. She filmed the video while she was filming Avita um, in Argentina. Are you sure you're not thinking about "You Must Love Me"? No, I am not thinking of You Must Love Me. You, mu- <laughs>
1: you guys, this must is what we me... do at parties. While everyone else around us is having fun um, and talking about current day situations, we're talking about Avita versus something to remember. But she was definitely you pregnant think... in the video. She was pregnant in the so video. So You Must Love Me. She's, she's... hiding behind the
0: piano. Shh. And You Must Love Me. But yes. in the video for Love, Don't Live Here How long was more. she pregnant, girl? <laughs> i mean you can't be pregnant for both nine and ten months i don't know (laughs) what however that thing works (laughs) um but in the video she's wearing kind of like this lace cutout Um, sort of thing and she wore that on the vh1 there's columns right there's like this one column that she's kind of like dancing around dancing around and it's like kind of this one shot video Mm. where that it's camera starts from and like goes really close like black and and white sepia sepia but still colored almost like um the contrast has been like turned really up and the brightness has been
1: turned up
0: but when i think about this era that's the first thing that
1: comes to mind actually so it's funny that to you um it wasn't but yeah four
0: singles for a ballad compilation Think that about only it. got to, technically, in the U.S. It only got one single. Mm, you'll see. You'll see. And then in the like other markets, it got two singles. It got the um, the You'll See and One More Chance. And Oh Father, which we haven't oh talked father. about. Oh Father, yeah. So so that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Look, you're so, so
1: excited. By the way, I think Love Don't Live Here Anymore was an actual U.S. single, so
0: two. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was my mistake. Okay. Thank you for Oh correcting Father. Me. So I thought that was such a, uh, well, one, I thought it was a weird choice to put on the album. I also think in some markets, La Isla Bonita was put on the album um, as an extra track. Wow. Well, thank you for saying that because I'm like, well, is Oh Father a good fit? Because Oh sure. Father is very, um, I don't consider that, just because it's a slow song, I don't necessarily think it's a ballad. Like, I think okay. it's more of a, more of a um, introspective. Song it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Yeah, it has a piece. To do, It's kind of like oh, you remind uh, like Okay, that song Well, if we're is... gonna punch
1: holes in that, let me look through the okay. track listing real quick while you're talking. Um, we didn't talk about the actual
0: we did title talk about... something
1: to remember, which is from Dick Tracy. Um, so
0: something to remember is from I'm Breathless, which I thought was yes. like a weird choice to just say like, hey, I'm just gonna grab this track from you know. From this album, that only anyone really cares about is from Vogue, but let's just throw it on there anyway, and let's call the entire album that. I thought that was just like a weird choice, but at the same time, a it's a play choice. on words. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. One of my first memories of you, Wayne, is us discussing this. It's at, at somewhere, and um, I remember saying something about Oh Father, and how. As fans, we we got two two new songs. We got a remix of... Uh, well, we actually got three new songs, if you count I Want You. Um, and we got a remix of Love, Don't Live Here Anymore. And you're like... And don't forget Oh Father that was not the album version because oh, it didn't have so, the intro. No, wait, and I was like... On
0: something to remember, it is the album version, but... When they re- uh, I think what we were talking about is on the thirtieth anniversary of like prayer. Oh, they released you're, the right, you're right. Edit version. You're right. The edit version was found on the cassette single you're of right. "Oh Father," and it doesn't have that whole like, outro slash intro of "Dear Jesse where it kind of where you hear that. Yeah. It just goes straight straight into the piano. Dun, 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 dun. And um, hmm. I think that's what we to talking about.
1: You're right. You're right. Which, but I was, why was O Father a single?
0: Why was O Father a single? I don't know. Because, <laughs> like,
1: hey, this was six years ago. Not. Are we just playing it out? Like, you're trying to, like, make it last longer? Like, I mean, why? I think it's,
0: I, I'm not upset with it. I'm just confused by it. I think I was confused by it. So, the single artwork that they put out was just, like, an image from the video. And I, of course, love the way she looks in that video. Because I love that. That style she had with her hair and her the uh, long eye makeup, yeah, the black dark and roots mm-hmm. and the short hair, mm-hmm. and the like snow. the cherished video and the Oh Father video are like I love the way she looks. Your favorite I mean, era, they we know. The express yourself yes. from BMA is like mm-hmm. that. I love the way her hair looks. It's just so different, and mm-hmm. like you've never seen Madonna look like that before. So I think it's a great single cover, but I don't know how it applies to something to remember. I would focus on the newer stuff. Because we already know that these other songs exist, and maybe it was more of a ploy to, like, hey, let's try to promote this song that didn't do so well in the charts. When "Like a Prayer" came out, I don't know. I don't know the reason for it, and I want someone to explain it. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I can't answer that for you because I I had forgotten that it was tried. It was attempted to release it as a single until until I, I started doing um, research for this. It's like, what? Yeah.
0: And someone, and they also released, like, a calendar for it. So you got this CD single, and it had little small cardboard things that had um, dates on it. So it was like a mini calendar, so you'd flip the CD hmm. case the opposite way, and then you could just set it on your desk as, like, a calendar. It's something to remember. <laughs> <laughs> as we both know. Um... The only thing I wanted to to mention about this is during this time, because, again, I think I'll I'll bring up the Prince connection. Prince had a special on VH1 called Love for One Another, and he was promoting his Gold Experience album. And the intro and outro to this kind of, like, special of Prince VH1 Takeover was they showed um, Madonna and Prince being so, like, like. Hey, why is this video playing? You guys play this way too much because they they did VH1 played. You'll see the fuck out of rotation. Like they played it every, I don't know, fifteen minutes, thirty minutes. Hmm. But like this whole, if you if you're ever able to find Prince Love for One Another, or um, that's more of like his movie. But he had like this VH1 takeover where he showed a bunch of his videos with his band and his protégés at the time but it was really interesting to watch him and he'd be at the soundboard while he's trying to take over vh1 it was it was like kitschy kind of like sketch thing Mm -hmm. but they'd show that like hey right now vh1 is playing madonna and his his jaw just like drops because like how can you be playing madonna again it's time for my music and they they did it for the intro and they did it for the outro and i thought yeah Um, I don't know. I love Prince, too. That's my... That's Mm -hmm. kind of like my... I don't want to say my number two, only because um, my ex was really big into Prince. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have... Now I have like a love-hate relationship with Prince. Which I shouldn't have, because I should just love him on his own merits. But of course, you know... You don't want to be reminded of your ex. I got you. I got you. Do you think there's anything that could have been included in
1: something to remember that was missed? I mean, if we're if we're only including love songs, you're right. Oh, Father doesn't fit. Right? Yes, 100. So if we're going with just ballads in general, our slow, really great pieces that she should be proud of. Promise to try, and Hello, sooner or later, Steven Steven Sonheim wrote you a song with you in mind. Yeah, um, which is one of my favorites. I love Sooner or
0: Later. I would say which is a love song. I'm not sure about Promise to Try. Uh, Only because I' too I, sad to it's it's more of a it's more, more introspective introspective mm-hmm. memory of you yeah. know like my my mother passing away. Um, but I will say I think look of love deserved to be on there mm. because I feel like that's more of a ballad that's a love song. Um, I don't like look of love. Well, fuck you. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I actually love Look of Love. Of course I you do because if I'm love. indifferent about it, you probably love it. Um, I I feel like it's it was a missed opportunity. Like I would have replaced O oh, Father with Look of Love. Yeah, if we're going for a
1: cohesive love
0: letter. Exactly. That's that's yeah. that's kind of my thought process like to keep it more concise and cohesive, I probably would have included Look of Love and excluded O oh, Father.
1: I also think that she should have replaced the album version of Rain with the single video remix. Re- single remix or video yes. remix? I think
0: they're the same. They're not. Of course they're not. Um, but <laughs> on, remix, the one that's on the maxi single. Um, they're both on the maxi. I think they're both on the maxi single. We'll have so to do some recon. The single remix. We'll do it around like night. It has like. Do, 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 ding, ding, ding. Like it has like these extra synths in there, and then the video version is more of like an edited version of the album version, where it sticks like, out to me as the spoken part in the end. Yes, because in the in the single remix, there's only one. You only hear one side of it. You don't hear both sides. Right. So is that what you're talking about? It
1: is, but because I think you only hear one side, it's um, it stands to out, and it's it, I don't know. It just touches me in a different way. Um, I prefer that version. Although I have to say, "Rain" is thanks to you in my in my big conquest of three-hour Madonna songs, um, which I've always doing this. But "Rain" is "Rain" <laughs> is up there really, really high for
0: me. I love "Rain." Yeah, I'm so glad that that was included. And then she included two tracks from uh, what I no. Technically, she included three tracks. You couldn't not
1: include "Take a Bow" because to this day, you have day, to include "Take a Bow." It's still her number one commercially. Success. Successful single.
0: Did forbidden you know Love was an interesting choice.
1: <gasps> For Bedtime Stories, yeah.
0: I I mean, I love it. I love that song. Which, but which at the same Forbidden Love do you like, love more? Why Why do you include Forbidden Love but not include Love Tried to Welcome Me? <sighs> because Love Tried to Welcome Me is probably my favorite track off of Bedtime story. so I'm just like Here are the hands. <sighs> um, yeah. I, I just found it interesting. It, it's not so much like well, hey, she should have included that. It was it. That's more of like, well, I don't understand why Forbidden Love, that what wasn't a single, um, would be included, versus another track like Look of Love, for example, was a single. It well, was released in in certain markets. So I think to put it simply, she this compilation, which
1: kind of we're bringing it all full circle, but this compilation for her was was she. I think she had two. Objectives. One was to soften her image, and kind of uh, it was a it was a catalyst for the whole Evita thing and, mm-hmm. and working on that. And I think she also really truly wanted to showcase some of her more serious songwriting and serious work that she had done up to that point, which I think is why it's called something to remember. So I think if she chose some songs over others, I think it's probably because she was more proud of them or. She worked harder on them, or they meant more to her. Well, that's fair. Yeah. She's I mean, an artist, so she has exactly. to go with what um, what she felt. But Forbidden Love is great. She just should have named the Confessions version something else, which we've also talked about. Um, and I, if I remember... Oh, uh,
0: forbidden, lo- for, yeah, for, forbidden Love. Yeah. For
1: Forbidden Love. Right. Still Forbidden is what I told you it should have been called. <laughs> or Also Forbidden. <laughs> forbidden Still. Um, we were drunk on a floaty when we had this conversation, <laughs> Wayne. But yeah, you don't do that. Even Tori Amos had two Upside Downs, and the second one was called Upside Down Two. So that's at least better than just naming. I mean, copyright like harassment alone.
0: How do you name? How are you, the songwriter, and name two songs the same thing? I completely agree. Even George Michael when he had Freedom, 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 freedom 90. ninety, right? Not Freedom, right. And Freedom. So You've just given yeah. us
1: something to talk about, Madge. Yeah. You're still forbidden.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I think we've closed the chapter and something to remember. And did we do better? We have done better. <laughs> um so I think when I have you back, we're gonna continue this Greatest Hits talk and we're gonna talk about Greatest Hits Volume Two. We or can skip two. Well, we can kind of skip it, but maybe we can lump it into Celebration and and find a way to to work it in. I think that's Because I don't have a lot to say about it, because it's just kind of like, okay, um, thanks. No. (laughs) But um, yeah, I want to talk about that, and of course, I'm going to have you back, because I want to talk to you... I'm having so much fun. I want to talk to you about your your DJing career, and Mm. talk about how Madonna has influenced that, and, and what that's about. But we will... I do want to have you back. I want to talk about the rest of the compilations. I want to talk about GHV2. I also want to talk about what I call the debauchery. <laughs> the debauchery of celebration. Okay. Which I think you and I have some differences on. Differences Probably. on. Um, but it's a shit show, but we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming. Thank and, you. And, um, I will definitely be seeing you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye.